This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's Money FM 89.3. Lovely Monday afternoon here. And today it's time for our regular Game of Two Halves podcast. It's live on Money FM 89.3, where I host the podcasters from The Straits Times. Now, I'm Adrian Abraham, and today I'm joined by the Straits Times sports correspondent, Sazali Abdulaziz. And in the second half of the discussion, Ziaul Raushan, content producer with the Straits Times, will join me in the studio to recap some results from the English Premier League and other football leagues around the world. Now, Sazali, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a good weekend of football. Yes, Manchester United finally making a comeback. Of course, I'll get Raushan's thoughts on that because he missed our uh, chat on Friday where he definitely wanted to have a go at Pochettino possibly coming in and the end of the road for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Now, last week saw plenty of talking uh, points, both local and European football, with the Singapore Premier League. The Lion City Sailors were in seventh heaven after beating Balestia Khalsa 7-1. Sazali... Do you think they are contenders for the title this year? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think they're one team that have uh, clearly benefited from from the COVID and forced break. I'm sure you know the players and the coach did not enjoy seven months on the sidelines, but you know they started the season off. You know they were helped by a returning Tanjung Pagar side. You know cobbled together at the last minute, uh, and then they got pumped 4-0 by Tampines Rovers and the pressure was beginning to mount even after just two games. Uh, but, you know, after the, the break since the restart, you know, they, they, they seem to really have cohesion. They found the system that suits them best. You know, in in, in mid-season, they signed uh, Stipe Plazibat and they have a proven goal scorer in, in the SPL. They have a deep squad. They have among the best under-20 players in the league. So, yeah, I, I expect them to have a real goal for the title from, from here on. Now, speaking about Tampines Rovers, they dropped points in their draw with Geelong International. Now, we're at exactly the halfway point of the SVL season. How do you see the rest of the season shaping up? Well, firstly, you know, before I, before I uh, get on that, you know, for those who have a minute to spare, you should go to the Singapore Premier League's uh, channel on YouTube and check out the goal uh, by Geelong's Karul Nizam, you know, in that game against Tampines. It was, you know, fantastic. It was the best goal I've seen in the SPL this season. It's uh, scored from, you know, just inside uh, the Tampines half. It's one thing to catch the keeper off, off the line with a, you know, a delicate measured lob. Uh, and it's another to just, you know, you know boot it, you know, and leather it from 40 metres. And that's just what he did. So, you know, it's something, that, uh, you know, it's worth your time. Uh, anyway, looking for, uh, at the title race, I think we'll see a, a three-horse race develop uh, involving Tampines, uh, Lion City Sailors and Albrecht Negata. We've had uh, a month since the restart and, and you know, teams are, are finally shaking off the cobwebs and, uh, after the long break. Um, and you can see that these three teams are the ones uh, that are really getting into gear and, and look like they're, they'll be um, able to, to, to sort of last uh, and, and, and you know, contend, uh, contest for the title uh, come this season's end. Now, from the goal of the season, potentially, to some sad news, the local football fraternity also lost a well-known coach and former player in Salim Moin, who died from a heart attack late on Friday night. Now, what happened and what are some of your experiences with Salim Sazali? Yeah, it, w- it was quite uh, distressing news to wake up to uh, in the morning. I think we, this year we've already lost uh, two former national players in, in Sharif Samad and Hafiz Rahim, uh, two young guys. 
and and you know you never get used to to, to the feeling of loss when when you get the news. Uh, Salim was a former player too, of course, uh, but he's uh you know he he was a player in the eighties, uh, and you know he's been a coach uh, over the last two decades. So I think that's mostly what people in the local fraternity will uh, remember him and, and know him as. Uh, and he was a no-nonsense coach, you know, viewed with great respect. You know, the players, uh, you know, some of them called him Chekgu, which is uh, Malay for teacher. Uh, but he was always approachable. Uh, and he was, you know, never one to mince his words. Uh, a little like, like Roy Keane, to be honest. I think, uh, I remember after one uh, Ballester loss, you know, he was fuming. He was so upset. Uh, I was waiting to hear what, what, what you know, he, he was going to say about his players. And, and you know, but... I could never imagine what he was going to say. He said, you know, he was upset with his players because he was so sure the night before they had watched the Champions League quarterfinals instead of getting proper rest. And he said, you know, my players, I, I told them already they shouldn't be watching the Champions League game, you know, at 3.30 a.m. You know, but they didn't want to listen to me and so on. So we had a good laugh. I mean, I had a good laugh. He was absolutely uh, fuming, like I said. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the, those kind of, you know, he, he, he always spoke his mind and, you know, you know, and, uh, you know he will be missed for sure. Now, moving away from local football and turning our attention quickly to another local sport, there was an incident you know, involving a Zoom dialogue session held by Singapore Athletics last week. Sazali, of course, you know more about this than me. You know, what happened and what has transpired since? Yes, uh, I, I was actually uh, in that, that Zoom uh, call as well uh, as a guest to, to, to observe and, and to cover uh, the discussion. Uh, so basically, Singapore Athletics had set up a, a virtual town hall as a dialogue session for coaches, parents, athletes uh, to introduce the new management team and, and also to present uh, some technical details around qualifying for the 2021 SEA Games. Uh, unfortunately, right at the start of the session, uh, you know, it got hijacked by... Um, a user who had taken advantage of the ability to annotate and to draw on the screen uh, and, you know, basically drew some ob- obscene graffiti. Just just very simple, crude graffiti like you would see on a, on a spray painted on walls sometimes. Um, it was dealt with in a couple of minutes. I think the, the, the user was kicked out and, and you know, the, the settings were were it became a bit more restrictive. Uh, but, I, you know, SA felt it was important to get to the bottom of it. So the following day, uh, they made a police report uh, you know, and, and there's you know speculation that you know it might have been a disgruntled athlete, or or maybe it could just have been a a, a, a simple stupid prank. Uh, but you know, whatever it is, uh, the investigations are in the hands of uh, police and Zoom now. So we wait for further updates. Childish to say the least. Now, if you like the Straits Times Game of Two Halves podcast, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 every Monday, or you can subscribe to hashtag Game of Two Halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and like us and give us a rating. Now, it's time to talk about football in England over the weekend. Of course, some very interesting results. The content producer from the Straits Times, Ziel Raushan, joins me in the studio. And of course, we will get to Manchester United, Raushan, but you know, I want to start with Liverpool, Manchester City. Of course, Jurgen Klopp has been very, very vocal about how his players are not getting you know, sufficient rest and how they have to constantly keep playing. Of course, they played out a one-all draw, De Bruyne missing a penalty. What do you make of his statements? Thank you so much for having me, Adrian. I think to start with, both managers Pep and Jurgen have been going on about needing five subs compared to three. The rest of Europe is on five. 
the English Premier League obviously is stuck on three. And I think fatigue will catch up eventually, especially because everything is so truncated at the moment. But uh, I, I can't disagree with Jürgen. The games are coming thick and fast and they need as many players as they can get and they've lost a fair few as well through injury. Now, of course, that De Bruyne penalty was something we haven't seen from him. You know, he's the Belgian wizard. He's, of course, calm under pressure. But, you know, of course, Manchester City's Premier League season isn't exactly going to plan Aston Villa, you know, they're at it again. Remember when they beat Liverpool 7-1 last month? Hard to month? forget, hard to forget. Of course, and now they've put three past Arsenal, an Arsenal team that beat Manchester United last week. Now, it just shows they've just come crashing back to earth. Ollie Watkins with a brace. And, you know, troubling troubling news for Arsenal, actually, because Mikel Arteta uh, did say that, you know, this they didn't play together as a team. But hats off to Aston Villa. Sazali. Did you manage to catch this game or the highlights? And uh, what did you make of Arsenal's defending? Because, you know, they were on the back foot from the first minute. Yeah, yeah they were. And, 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 and you know, Villa were the, the better team by far. I, 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 like you said, you know, I don't think many people expected it. Um, I, you know, personally feel so disappointed because I put um, all three play, Villa players in my fantasy team on the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, that meant I, I left 23 points on the bench this week. So... Uh, that was particularly painful for me, but yeah, no, I, I mean the thing with Arsenal is uh, they are still a work in progress. As are United, you know, um, you know, uh, Arsenal under Arteta. So as much as you know, we, we've seen them sort of uh, solidify themselves at the back uh, uh, in, in recent weeks. I still think teams that are, are a work in progress are, are prone to you know games like this where they they suddenly just sort of shut down or, or are not at the races. So in that sense. I can I can sort of see how this result happened, but still, you know, Villa Villa looked really really good. Ollie Watkins impressive two goals, yeah. So I I, I think they'll they'll uh, they'll do well this season. Yeah, I think Villa have really addressed the issues they had last season, bringing in Emiliano Martinez at the back, providing solid solid keeping, as well as Ross Barkley, who's I think turning out to be arguably one of the signings of the season for them. Yeah, of course, and. Uh I did have Watkins on the bench because, as Ali mentioned, fantasy football. Played Grealish, unfortunately. Uh, McCarthy as well. But Kyle Walker-Peters managed to come in, get me nine points. Wasn't too upset at all. Now, Manchester United, of course, whenever Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job is on the line, he comes up with a result. And when they went 1-0 down, I said, OK, this might finally be the day that, you know, he might get the sack in the morning. But no, Bruno Fernandes with two incredible goals. And, of course, Edinson Cavani getting his first goal in a Manchester United shirt as well. Now, Raushan, where will Manchester United be without Bruno Fernandes? Because speaking on numbers itself, I think without him, they'd probably be in the relegation zone. I mean, to be fair, the table doesn't lie. They're quite close to the relegation zone now as well. But no, Bruno Fernandes, really, talisman, deserves the armband, arguably. But, hey, he's a team player. Even after the game, when there was doubt whether Rashford scored the second goal, he said, my duty is to provide the strikers. And that's really the mentality we need throughout the team if United are to go anywhere this season. And it's a good start. Unfortunately, it's an international break after this. So... Maybe we're not going to build on the momentum, but I certainly hope we do. And, and it's a good start. Unfortunately, it's an international break after this. So maybe we're not going to build on the momentum, but I certainly hope we do. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer turns up when he needs to. And I think he got one over Carlo Ancelotti, which deserves big praise. Roshan, sorry. Just, I, I'm just curious to find out from a Manchester United fan. Obviously, like, uh, like, like Adrian has mentioned, you know, he gets a result when, when he's so-called close to the sack. Do you think 
a win should sort of give him respite or or should a decision be taken you know by looking at the bigger picture and like you know over the long term doesn't seem to be improving we need you know Pochettino you know I think that's the issue with Pochettino lurking at the back. It, there's always going to be question marks about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But to your point, I think the United board, as much as they look like they don't do much, they are looking at the bigger picture and they don't want to be trigger happy. And that's why Ole is still in a job. And I think, I think if he can cobble together a string of results, maybe he might buy himself a bit more time, a bit more respite. Now we have the uh, top half of the table, actually. Leicester City and Tottenham. In fact, Tottenham went top momentarily before Leicester City beat Wolves, convincing performances of course, Tottenham playing some delightful football under Jose Mourinho Harry Kane, you know, bringing the points to all our fantasy teams unfortunately, Hyun Ming Song did not get on the score sheet, he was my captain by the way oh, that is unfortunate, I captained <laughs> Harry Kane I think that was the safest option uh, to do, now elsewhere over in Spain, Real Madrid conceded three penalties as they were thrashed by Valencia 4-1. Carlos Soler with a hat-trick of penalties. Now, if you see the highlights of this game, the first one, of course, he had to retake because of encroachment from one of his own players, actually. Now, a convincing uh, defeat there for Real Madrid. Of course, Zinedine Zidane not under as much pressure as someone like Ronald Koeman. Uh, Cezali, did you manage to catch the game? No, I didn't. But, you know, ca- ca- catching the... the, the uh, just re- Catching out on the scoreline, it was it was scarcely believable, uh, you know, to to see uh, such a scoreline and and what happened. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's I I actually am a bit intrigued with Valencia, particularly because of you know the Singaporean ownership in Peter Lim. Hmm. Uh, and after every Valencia result, you know, particularly a win, I look at at you know their their Twitter and, and see what their fans respond. And you know, it, because they they he's had a torrent of abuse, and and Anil Muthi as well, the, the the club president has had a torrent of abuse uh, from the fans. But they they still managed to pull out uh, some really really good results at times, including this one. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see how, how the season develops for them. Now, I don't know if you gentlemen remember Felipe Caicedo. Ring a bell? Man City legend? Man City... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say legend, okay? Man City player. <laughs> well, he's right up blue. there with Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe Alphans, yeah. How, how can we forget? But Felipe Caicedo, now it's been a groundbreaking sort of eight days for him. In fact, last weekend they played and he got a 98th minute win. I think they played Torino. And in fact, Lazio were losing that game 3-2 in the 90th minute. Midweek, he scored an 82nd minute equaliser against Zenit St. Petersburg in the UEFA Champions League. And he was at it again last night when they played Juventus. He scored a 95th minute equaliser. So it just shows that, you know, you can't really write off anyone these days. I mean, what can I say? Some players are better suited for the Italian league, i.e. Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku, Ashley Young, Victor Moses, there's there's a lot of them. But Caicedo, of course, he he kind of shocked all of us, to say the least. He's got a decent scoring record, actually. If you if you look at it, uh, at Lazio, you know, he's had I think about thirty goals. I mean, not fantastic, but I guess you know, as a squad player, to 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 chip in thirty goals uh, in the last uh, three and a half seasons is is not too bad. Exactly, especially when you got the bit between your teeth, you just keep going with momentum, right? Like Diego Jota did for Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. Of course, and he, he almost scored uh, last night as well, late, late again. But, you know, Premier League season shaping up to be a very, very close race this year. Well, there goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week, of course. 
we can keep going but i've got an eye on the clock and i think that you know we'll have to just hold on and international football break coming up as well plenty to discuss we hope you enjoyed listening to us don't forget you can catch st's game of two halves podcast on demand on the audio apps apple podcast spotify or google podcast this is ali and raushan thank you for joining me thank, thank you so you. much thank you so much for having us and we'll see you soon That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.